This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Welcome to the Homeschooling with Technology show. Your host, Meryl Vandermerva, loves using technology to streamline her life and to make lessons more engaging. She is a graduated homeschool mom and teaches homeschoolers at her local co-op classes and online at fundafundaacademy.com. Whether you are tech-challenged or someone who loves technology, this show is for you. And here's your host, Meryl Vandermerva. Hello. And welcome to the Homeschooling with Technology podcast. This is your host, Meryl van der Merwe. And today, in episode 83, we're going to be talking about free quiz creation tools. Now, I use quiz, quizzes quite a lot. And I must admit, I don't always create my own. All the tools I'm going to be talking about today, I do use. I have used some of them to create quizzes from scratch. I also use pre-made ones um, to bring some fun into my classes. But there's another way that I use these as well that might be even more useful to you. Obviously, if you have a big family or if you teach at a co-op or um, maybe youth work or whatever you might be doing, you may choose to create quizzes that you can use over and over again. You're perhaps not going to want to spend too much time if you're just doing it for one child, but it is a more fun way of checking for mastery rather than making them do a test. Somehow making it as a quiz is kind of cool and some of these tools are particularly fun. But the other way you can do it is you can get your children to create the quiz. And I use this in some of my classes. In fact, I I use this in geography for one thing, when I get the kids to work together in teams and to create quizzes. And then they all play each other's. So you can see how clever I was there. I got them to first do research and come up with questions, and then they all play each other's and they vote on who did the best quiz. So they can't make them too hard. They have to make them clear. There's just um, a lot of learning that goes into creating a quiz. So whichever way you want to use it, either you using it to create or get your children to do it, you can perhaps say to them, you make a quiz and then let's send it to granny and grandpa, to friends, you know, depending what age they are, see if they can stump you and they might enjoy the challenge of seeing if they can make something so hard that you can't get them correct. So the first one I'm going to mention is Google Forms. Google Forms is not just there to collect information, but you can also use them for a quiz. And in fact, they have instructions explaining exactly how to use it as a quiz. So in the show notes, which you can find at homeschoolingwithtechnology.com, you will find a link to their support document that actually just explains how, what to click on, and you literally just choose to make it into a quiz. And it can either be um, one-word answers, or you could even grade some of it yourself. It can be self-grading. You can assign points. It's actually pretty versatile. The next tool is EduCandy, EduCandy.com. This is great for younger children. Um, what you can, just the format of it is very nice and bright and clean. You can either just have a list of words, or you can have pairs, or you can actually set it up as multiple choice, where you say, for instance, say what is the capital of Tennessee, and then you give three or four different options which they have to choose from once you have it set up so just the words this you could just use for spelling which isn't exactly a quiz but you'll see what i'm saying now matchup could be uh, tennessee nashville uh, georgia atlanta so you could have a capital with the um the the state capital and then once you've done that, when you actually click on play, you can choose how you're going to play. So for instance, the single words, you can play that as hangman, or there are a few other options on that one as well. Or if you're going to be um, 
if you have the, the matchups, you could play them as a traditional matchup, you could play them as a matching card game, whereas, you know, a memory game, or multiple choice gives you even a few more ways of actually playing the game. So you can see once you've set it up for the basics, you could get your kids to play it repeatedly in a different way and just to give them a slightly different version of the same material. So it's really good for review. Then I did an uh, episode a while ago on class tools. I'm just repeating here. You can go listen to the whole one. But there is Pac-Man is what immediately comes to mind where they actually are running around playing Pac-Man. But if they need more lives, there are little uh, quizzes, basically, embedded in the game with, with questions. And when you get the question correct, you get another life or longer life, whatever it is. I just remember that that helps keep you alive. So another fun way of bringing in a quiz into another game. Then I've just tried for the first time something called Mentimeter, M-E-N-T-I-M-E-T-E-R. And this looks like a slide, almost like a Google slide. And you can set up either multiple choice questions, image choices, where you ask a question, they've got to select the correct image. So again, here for younger children, you could do this even with reading words. Um, and then even open-ended ones where uh, they have to actually write something in. And the way you do it, you do it as a presentation, which you get it going, and then you give out a code to all the people watching. So you could do this to, uh, you know, all your kids could play against each other if you're a bigger family, or if you get the neighbors in, uh, if we're no longer under coronavirus time, or you could do it over Zoom and give out the code, and they can all go in on a different device. And then they work through the actual presentation, essentially answering the questions. Something very similar to that is quizzes. Another one that I use a lot in my online classes. So if your kids like this kind of thing, do check out our show sponsor, funderfunderacademy.com. Um, I know it's not just me, but many of the teachers use these. And we do try to make uh, learning as fun as possible. And so we use games when we can. Quizzes also lets you give out a code to the students and then they all play it at the same time. The questions are on their device and they can also use power-ups. So if they're not sure of an answer, they can choose a power-up if they have it. If they get a whole lot of answers correct in a row, they get a power-up. There's various different ways you get power-ups. But then they can decide to say, um, use it so that they won't break their streak or that two wrong answers get eliminated or whatever. There's a lot of different varieties. So it just adds an extra element into the quizzing, which can make it super fun. And um, again, they can create it for each other and you can like, role play each others. Again, something you can play over Zoom. Then the one that's probably best known and that is Kahoot. I've just come off playing that with a bunch of students. And as per usual, they had a lot of fun. The questions you set up and then you give out again a code, but this time the questions all appear on the main screen. So whether you're playing it on a sort of big TV screen, a flat screen, or if you're doing it over Zoom, the questions come up there and then the answers are on the device. Again, really simple to actually create. And in all of these things, most most of them at least, will let you do it in a simple way, which is what I normally do it. Or you can sort of be much fancier. You can often have video quizzes as well. I know Kahoot allows you to actually use videos in it and graphics, so it's not just words. Um, so you can have a whole variety of the way you present the quiz and you can include different things. So I, I've just done a geography Kahoot and I had some video, some graphics. You could just have audio, I think, as well. It's just um, mixes it up and makes it fun for the students. But again, in quizzes and Kahoot, 
um, you see a leaderboard as you go along so the children know how well they're doing against each other and it motivates them to keep on trying and the quicker you answer the more you get correct so again if that doesn't work so well for you try one of the other styles uh, Kahoot has some music playing in the background really gets you into that game show feeling and students absolutely love it Quizlet you possibly know it's the one that's pretty much like a flashcards and you can put in the a term and then a description and then students can play it in various different ways there are lots of like games um, asteroid games and things where you sort of answer the questions as they're falling down you get all the correct answers there's different 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 ways of playing it um so not just traditionally but you can also play it in a way similar to quizzes and here you have choices as well you can play it in teams against each other or you can just let the students play individually against each other but they're playing in real time and seeing how they are doing which is just a lot of fun some of these give you the option of real time by the way and in fact i think all of these do quizlet kahoot quizzes and just actually giving it like the sort of referred to as being assigning for homework so students can do it on their own time so you can send it out say to a class and they don't have to be online together but they each take it and you can see how they do compared to each other then the final one yeah quizlet by the way if you're playing it like that is quizlet live the other ones are just the plain quizlet when you're playing it uh you know in your own time but quizlet live turns it again into the game show and you can play that as a team um, it will divide up into how many teams you say and then those students together have to work and look and find who has the answer on their device. So the answer is just on one person's device but you don't know which one. They're all seeing the same question. They've got to say, oh, I've got it and then they click it. So it involves some teamwork as well, bringing a different element in. The final one I want to refer to is Sporkle, S-P-O-R-C-L-E. And this is the one that I actually get my geography students to use to create something. There are lots of different types. There are simple sort of questions with multiple choice answers, but they also have things like minefield that as soon as you click a wrong answer, you go to zero and you have to start again. There is There are map ones, so that it's great for geography where you have to literally try and put in the names of different countries and then it puts it on the map. There are ones that are A to Z, so the first answer begins with an A, the next one with a B, and so on. So you might have, say, an A to Z of American history. There are ones that are photos where you have to um, figure out which, what each photo is. There are ones where you're matching terms and photos or two terms, so you're sort of matching them up and you clear off words as you do it. So it's very innovative, lots of different ways you can do it and it makes it fun to play and fun to actually create as well. So um, all of these are free. Some of them do have paid versions that give you more options, but I have used them all just as the free versions and you can do a lot with them. I hope that you have heard of some today that you didn't know of before and that you'll go and try them out. As I said, things like EduCandy is going to work and Pac-Man one and Class Tool is going to work better with younger crowd. Some of these will work better with the older crowds, but there are some here for just about all ages. And as I said, as they get older, see if they can create them. If you make really cool games and you want to share them or your kids do, please come over to our Facebook group. It's the uh, Homeschooling with Technology community. 
I will again have that in the show notes or just look for us on Facebook. And I would love some of you to come and share the things you have made as a result of learning about them on this podcast. As always, I would ask you just to spend a minute and give us a rating and a review wherever you are listening to this. It really helps us get more people to come and listen and makes it worth my time because honestly, it obviously takes a lot of time. And if this is useful to you, also just share it with friends so that more people can find out about all the technology they can use in homeschooling. That's it for now. I'll see you again, same time, same place next week. Thanks for tuning in to Homeschooling with Technology with Meryl Vandermerva. Visit her at fundafundaacademy.com and homeschoolingwithtechnology.com. Homeschooling with Technology is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network.